Thank you so much for tuning in to Networking Interest Superpower. It's Keisha Kent, and I have an amazing guest today, my friend and former colleague, Jared McGowan, who is an author, he's a husband, he's a father, he's an amazing businessman and all around just fitness guru. Let me just put that out there. I want to bring him on because when we think about networking, networking does not need to be inside of the work that we do. It doesn't need to be from a certain genre of people. It doesn't need to be from a certain type of person. I want you to start thinking about networking from the standpoint of a person that has blood running through their veins is all you need to connect with when it comes to networking. All right, get ready for our episode. Tune in. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. How are you, Keisha? I am wonderful. Let me just say this. It could only be Jared. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's right. Every time I see that commercial, I point at I point at the TV and show my kids. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Jared, welcome, welcome, welcome. It is such a pleasure to have you on this episode of Networking Enter Superpower. And it's me, the host, Keisha Kent. And my friend Jared, you guys, is such just such a passionate leader, and I wanted to sit him down. Yes, he's at his house, and I'm at my house, and yes, we are quarantining, Mm -hmm. and yes, we're practicing social distancing, so let me put that out there, so nobody thinks that I have you over here on my couch, and we're sitting (laughs) together. That's right. So yes, I'm, I'm excited to have you, and Jared, the work that we got to do in our former life, we'll talk about that in a little bit, but I want to just tell a little bit about you. Jared, you're a former Marine, which is amazing to me, and you, you said that you're a veteran speaker. That's huge. Inspirational That's right. veteran speaker. That is huge. You're passionate about helping others succeed in life, and that is the biggest piece that attracted me to you without me knowing anything else about you. Your passion always came through your word, your your energy. Every time I saw you, and I'm speaking of our time back at Brown Mackey College, but before we get into all of that, Jared, tell us a little bit more about you and, and just give us a little, give us a 30 second commercial of the rock star that you are. Yeah, thanks, Keisha. No, I mean, that's that's a hard one, you know, when you talk about the 30 second preview of yourself, because <laughs> there's just so much involved. I mean, I, I, I think I. We, we, in both of our cases, we've written entire books about that. So, um, you know, I'm first and foremost a, a dad and a husband, Yay. and that's first and, you know, front and center for me. And I always revert back to what really made me as a person is, you know, my time in the United States Marine Corps. So, yeah, I yeah. Spent, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I spent four years in the Marines. And, and when I got out, I, I met my now wife, Lindsay. And hey, we have Lindsay. Three, you know i wish you could be on with me today but yeah she's upstairs uh rounding up the kids and trying to keep them (laughs) quiet during all this but you know we had three uh awesome kids they're they're 10 6 and 4 my two oldest are girls my youngest is a boy he's four Mm -hmm. and he just uh he's right he is riding his bike with no training wheels as of already four Uh uh-huh and he's yeah he plays ice hockey please you better train him up jared (laughs) You know, but uh, yeah, you know, so being a dad, a, a father and, um, you know, a husband and, and really just trying to keep up with these kids and, 
and really stay focused on my career and, and yeah. you know, and just staying healthy. You know, I want to be a healthy dad and, and really set a good example for my kids. I love that, Jared. So you have written a book. Tell us what the name of that book is and tell me a little bit about what that book shares. So the book is called The Heart of a Marine, Building a Legacy After the Explosions Have Stopped. So really, yeah, so really the whole concept behind it. And and if you would have known me before, I would say going back to high school and and told my future self that I would have wrote a book, I would have laughed at you. I would have laughed (laughs) you out of the room, you know, or even had just gone to college. So really what, what came about was I served as a guardian on an honor flight and you know, for those of you that don't know what an honor flight is, it's it's basically a one day all expenses paid trips trip. Uh, that's it's a nonprofit organization, mm-hmm, and they mm-hmm. take World War II, Korea, and Vietnam veterans to Washington D.C. to visit all the memorials um, on a one day trip. It's red carpet treatment. It's just an amazing experience. Well, I got to escort a ninety year old World War II vet Ooh, a few years ago. Yeah, and. <clears throat> experience I opened up my eyes I had a a great day and on the way back I was having a conversation with him and the volunteer nurse and they we were sharing stories and they said Jared you need to write a book and I you know I laughed it off and I yeah yeah you know and to myself I'm like I've thought about it I've you know kept journals when I was in the military and you know but I'm you know first couple of thoughts you think of are who would want to read my book and when would I have time to write this and we always right. see ourselves as something right. or not. We have those self-doubts, right? Well, I'm not a mm-hmm. writer or how would I even go about this? And Yeah, that's that imposter syndrome. Yeah. Well, and so I sat on it and, well, they made a comment to me and they said, <clears throat> these men and women on this plane that, that are going on this trip, have, you know, when they go to the grave, their stories go to the grave with them. Yeah, yeah. So I, I sat on that and I said, you know what? Uh, it was a couple of months had passed and my mom had brought me over letters that I had written um, home and she had written me while I was in the military, a whole box of them. Oh, was, it was, oh, mom. Yeah, well, it was really neat. I'm glad she saved them and it really motivated me. And I, I said, you know what? If I don't, you know, I don't know what I'm going to write about. I said, but it would be really cool to have my stories written down for my kids in a book to have one day when I'm gone. So I just started writing and I said, you know, it can't just be my journey throughout the Marine Corps, which it is, you know, the first half of the book. So if you're, if you, if you open up the book, the first half is what I was doing before I joined the Marine Corps and it was Uh me fresh out of high school, no direction in life, no aspirations, go to college. And then it was me, you know, picking up a newspaper and reading it that said Marines invade Iraq. And this was back in 2003. And something came over me. And that was the the start of my whole new life. And three months later, I was on the yellow footprints right there in San Diego, California, right, right where you start. Yeah. Um, And then it's my journey throughout two combat deployments in Iraq. And then then it gets into my transition out of the military and what struggles I face getting out and, and kind of the struggles everyone's facing, right. When they yeah. get out of the military mm-hmm. and the, just the culture shock and the, the change. Right. And it's then what difference. Yeah. And then what principles I applied in my life to get to where I am today to, you know, be as I call myself a successful, you know, father and husband and, and, uh, and businessman, you know, mm-hmm. what, what principles exactly did I do? And, and that kind of takes you uh, through the end of the book. So it's, it's really about okay. me 
the journey I went through in the military, the struggles I faced when I got out, and then what I did to improve myself. Fabulous. I can't wait to read it. And I can't believe I don't even already have a copy. So we're going to have to put this out there. <laughs> and if right. people are wanting to get a copy, where can they go and get the copy at, Jared? Uh, really, in, anywhere online. You can go to Amazon and you have you or you can do uh, an iBook as well. So you have eBooks available. You can go to um, iBooks. You can go get a hard copy, soft copy or online, anywhere online. If you just search uh, either Jared McGowan or you search the heart of a Marine. The heart of a Marine. That's right. I love it. I love it. I love it. Now, Jared, I want you to tell our audience about our connection. And since this is always about networking, tell me if you remember how we met in our first couple of encounters. Do you remember that? Yeah. Well, so I remember starting at Brown Mackey and I remember (laughs) (laughs) how the building was set up. Really, it's always, you're always nervous starting a new, a new job, right? And I had came from a previous school. Um, and I, I remember there were, there were some folks in the building that just weren't very, I would say, friendly or approachable, right? Shut but, up. Now, I thought the uh-huh. same thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so you kind of avoid those. You smile and say hi. But, you know, I think some people, they just view others as uh, competition or intimidating mm, or whatever it may be. That's good. And, that's good. And then there was this one young lady that sat behind the glass that was always smiling <laughs> Always talking to people, always trying to pull you in and, and, and talk to you and ask how your day was. And her name was Keisha. <laughs> and uh, so I remember, you know, we, we'd always uh, I'd always come in and say hi in the mornings and stop by throughout the day and uh, and talk to you. And, and I remember conversations we always had uh, were usually based around family and kids and you know, yeah. you being in career services, we, we would talk about, you know, students and careers and mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. motivation and all kinds of things. Yes. And this is before I had any, I mean, I've always had it in the back of my mind that I wanted to be, you know, a speaker or a motivational speaker. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I know we were always both really big into networking and, and talking to people. Big time. And right. then, you know, when the news hit that, that the school was closing and, um, you know, we, we had a, kind of decision to make right we we, we could we stick did. around for a I little remember. bit mm-hmm. oh my goodness yes and it was I mean I still remember that Friday I kind of had a feeling when they called us in all in that room and said you know we're closing uh and then we had to wait what three or four hours before we even knew if we had a job later that day oh my goodness Jared that was the most Oh my God, that uh-huh. was the most eerie time in my life. It was. And I was sharing that with somebody before. I and then it was kind of at that moment then that I said I never wanted to be on the end where my faith and my family and the, the putting food on the table mm-hmm. would be based upon what somebody else did. Right. Oh my goodness, Jared. I remember that too. That was a lot. Yeah. Well, I remember, you know, sitting there I, I I'm sure no work got done the rest of that day by by anyone. <laughs> um, but I remember sitting there and I remember, you know, we'd always go out back and, and hang out on a nice day on kind of the, the loading dock there. And I remember just sitting there for like an hour and thinking, what am I going to tell Lindsay? Because Lindsay, right. you know, she she wasn't we had brought her home six years ago to be a stay at home mom. And so yeah. I, I was the only oh, source of income. I remember that. Yeah. And, yeah. and so I was terrified. I mean, and, and this was before I even knew if I was staying, before they told me I had 90 days. 
And so I was, oh I was gosh. terrified. Now, luckily yeah. at the time we had built a, a side business that was paying us, you know, money, but you it, guys were doing Advocare, was yeah. it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember. Okay. Yeah. I remember. So we had built a side business that was paying us good money, but you know, you never want to lose your medical benefits and you know, Absolutely your, your, not. Your, your paycheck and things like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. You get into this, uh, and I'm, I'm, I guess it's my military background that I've never been the one to just panic, right? I'm always just like you, an optimist, you know, <laughs> trying to yeah. look at yeah. it very bright and say, you know what, hey, because if because if I were to call home and, and go home and, and panic about it, you know, my wife would too. So yeah, yep. somebody and it trickles down yeah. to the kids. Yep, yep. So you know, I believe me, I was very stressed um, from that time, but yeah, you know, finally. Um, you know, after multiple interviews, I ended up getting on uh, with a really large company here in St. Louis, which I've been there, shoot, over three and a half years now. And they're good to you. Let me just put that out there. They are good to you. I remember this, Jared. I remember when you were, you were shopping for suits for your interviews Mm -hmm. and you came in and you were, I said, okay, do this, wear wear what you're going to wear. Let's see what it looks like. And you wore that suit. And I was like, "Ooh, that's fresh. Did Lindsay yeah. help you pick that out? <laughs> <laughs> I remember that it, to the T. And yep. you came in. You were suited and booted. And then I remember you said that you had to prepare this presentation. Uh-huh. And I was like, I want to hear it. Let me hear it. And I remember us going through those motions and cheering each other on yeah. during that time. And it was just like, we didn't skip a beat. We kept going. And that yeah. was the one thing that kind of helped. That was our saving grace, just mm-hmm. knowing that we had skills. And that, that wasn't our end all tell all that place. No. Oh, my goodness. Well, and, and it's funny you remember that because I remember that suit. And it was, you know, it was, a, it was like a, a shade of blue. Was it blue? Yes, uh-huh. it was blue. I remember. And it, you know, I felt good in it. Because you, know, you, you, for one, I needed a job. And for two, I really wanted the one I was applying for. I went out and spent the money, bought a new suit. I was I was going to look as as fresh and clean as I could. Yes. And then with the presentation, you know, the presentation was the final step in that interview. It was the fourth okay. fourth interview. I had done three interviews prior to that, and then that's I, a lot. Yeah, and then I had to do this presentation where I had to teach them something. They told me, you know, they because I was a training position, a sales training oh, position. Oh, so you had to show them your skills. Right. And Ooh. they told me there couldn't be anywhere from, you know, 10 to 20 people in the room. And I think there was like 12 people that ended up, I ended up presenting for. And I mean, I was, I was nervous, but I wasn't going to go in there and, you know, bomb it. So I, that's why no, I had, a, I pulled everybody in over at Brown Mackey and said, Hey, get in this room. You give me feedback, you know, tell me. I remember. Because, uh-huh. and, uh, and luckily it went well, I, I did a good job and I, I, I got a call, I think a couple of weeks later with the, with the job offer. And it, it's, it's been nothing but great things since then. I, I ended up leaving that role about a, a, okay. a year and a half in. I just, mm-hmm. you, and I'm sure you felt like this before Keisha is that you've, the team you were on, you just didn't feel like they knew your value or understood the value mm. you bring to the table. And for one, I was bored. And, and for two, <laughs> you know, you, cause you gotta be challenged, right? You, yes. Or you, I'm the same way. If there's not a challenge, I won't stay. And right. It's just what it is. Mm-hmm. It's good to know that though. Yeah. And so I, so I go, going back to networking, I said, you know what? I think I, I want to be in an account executive role. So it was basically okay. in the role where I was 
I was, I was a sales trainer training account executives in their soft skills. So nice. I said, you know what, I, I can do this and I, I, I want to do this role. So how do I get into it? Cause it's very hard to get into one of the, into the role I'm in now. It's very tough. Cause you, it's hard to come in externally into this role. You have to start internally, know the ropes, know the business. And it's a very complicated business that we're in as well. So I, it all came down to networking. I started intentionally networking and reaching out and coordinating, getting to know senior directors and vice presidents and talking to them. And ex- wow. And, and, Talk about networking. Wow. And, well, and, and one thing that I learned, and I actually learned this in a, uh, in the women's networking group at the organization I'm with. Um, <laughs> yeah, wow. I, I was one of two males that went into this meeting. And because, you know, males can join the, the women's networking group, too. Um, and I sat in this meeting and, and one of the ladies up there, she said, if you want to move up in your career, you have career interest. Intentionally talk about it, not only with your supervisor, but the people in the departments that you want to go to. Wow. And so I did. And, uh, you know, that's great advice. Well, I think I ended up getting still ended up getting turned down like six times from different um, teams. And finally, I got picked up and it's been, you know, nothing but but great things since then. Nice, 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 nice. I love that. I wanted to also touch base and ask you, we you and I did a panel last year and I remember reaching out to you and your response was, sure, give me more details about mm-hmm. it. I love that about you. Everything that I've brought to you yeah. to, to just ask you to come out and help and support. And it helped keep up, keep us connected. But I love the fact that you are always moving and grooving. And you're always like, sure, give me the details. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love that. Do you remember that panel that we were on? Last I year? do. Yeah, I mean, it's when you say that. There was a there was a point last year where I had to step back because okay. I was I was agreeing to too to get involved in too much and I was starting to get to the point to where I couldn't I couldn't uh, focus on the things I was trying to focus on. So, for example, I was doing too many speaking engagements. I was I was I was working on too many things at once. I was part of too many groups. And it's hard to say like you're part of too many, but you don't want to just be part of networking groups just to be a part of them, right? You want to actually contribute and, you know, have and be able to bring something to the table. So that's kind of where I was at. And, uh, but what's good is, is during the, that I participated in with you, um, it was very eye opening and, you know, it was about women in the workplace. And yeah, yeah. What's interesting about that is the organization I work with is about seventy percent women, and it's seventy four thousand employees. So it's wow. That's a yeah. Big it's number. a very uh, female dominated uh, industry, I guess I'd say. And actually, just the other, actually, just yesterday, I saw a message come out from our CEO where they they pledge. I can't think of the organization that uh, it's about. W- uh, women and equal pay, and they just pledged with that organization to make sure that fifty percent of our senior leadership will be women over the next three years. Oh, I like yeah, that. Yeah, so that's a big you know, deal. so I'm, that says a lot. Too. Yeah, and I'm part of an organization like that, but I also want you know a couple of things that I mentioned in that panel was 
I have two girls and mm. I, there's never a point to where I limit their thoughts and give them self-imposed limitations. Right. I never, whenever, if they would happen to make a comment and say, Oh, that's, you know, boys are better than better at that. Or this is a boy sport or boys do this or girl. I'm like, no, girls can do whatever you want. Whatever we want to do. You know, you just got to work for it. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And I remember some of your points that you had on the panel and how it tied right back into your daughters. And that was why I brought you to the table because I recognize that men are our allies. And as we get to maneuver in our careers and businesses and entrepreneurship, men are going to be a big piece in it because they sometimes can open up doors. And then as they open doors, that's how you you become a sponsor and you get sponsored by someone else. But those allies and men are absolutely huge. Now, I want to just shift a little bit. What are some things that you are doing in this season of COVID-19 in your business and your family? What are you guys doing to stay sane? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's funny. I at first it was tough, right, because the the kids were on spring break. You know, so we had them here for a week and we were looking forward to sending them back to school and, and getting, you know, getting things back to normal. And, you know, with my work schedule, I. I had the ability before to work from home and I worked from home most of the time when I wasn't traveling, uh-huh. but this is my travel mm-hmm. season. So I had, I believe I was going to travel eight weeks in a row starting in March, you know, up through May and oh wow, that all got canceled, of course. So that really threw a wrench in everything that I was doing. And then, you know, working from home, normally the kids would either, you know, the oldest two are in school the youngest would be at preschool half the time. And then my wife would be out and about and she'd take them places when, when they were home. And so I'd have a lot of quiet time working from home. Okay. Whereas now working from home, there is no quiet time. <laughs> right? a big difference. <laughs> now on the bright side is that every, everyone is like that, right? Everyone's working from home. So the, everyone's getting yeah. used to dogs barking in the background, kids, kids. Yelling. Did you hear my dog oh, barking in the background? I'm surprised. I'm surprised <laughs> my dog hasn't made her way down here um, and scratched at the door. So, but yeah, I mean, you know, what, what we're trying to do, we're obviously, you know, we're making sure that first and foremost, we're, we're, you know, providing them with the education that they need, you know, with us uh-huh. being their homeschool teachers. And I say us, my wife, she's, she's the one mainly doing that. It's not necessarily me. Cause I'm trying to, you know, keep up with my, my day-to-day work, but uh, you know, I saw that post you yeah. made on, on Facebook <laughs> well, <it's fun. laughs> about the yeah. teacher's credentials. Yeah, my oldest, the 10-year-old was questioning you. I don't know if you guys are qualified to be my teacher. I said, what? I said, hold out your hand. And I stacked up these five picture frames in her arms. <laughs> I said, you better hold on to these frames. Um, <laughs> okay, sleep with them under your pillow, too. <laughs> I said, let me tell you how many years that took. Um but yeah, and you That's know, good. What, a couple of things we're trying to do is is uh, you know, it's getting easier over the, over the time. You know, just you just being good. cooped up. Good. But we're you know one of the things I was telling you about is you know myself and my wife. You know, we're really focused on our physical fitness. and overeat. So, Ooh, you know, that's it, good. Somebody man, needed to hear that. It's say just, that again, Jim. You know, say that again. Sitting in front of Netflix, eating a bag of chips, or just raiding the pantry because Ooh. you're bored, right? And 
Yeah. I, believe me, that is totally me and my wife. But lately, you know, I say for me, the past four months, I've been real focused. And, and here's what it came down to. And this is kind of transition to why we're doing what we're doing. Quarantine is in December, we got off a cruise. It was uh, we went, took our family on a cruise and I came back and I was just you got to get to that point And whether it be with your physical health, mental health or career, you, there's a point of disgust in yourself or in what you're doing Ooh, yeah, that yeah. you have to change. And I wasn't, I, I wasn't happy with how I felt nor how I looked, how my clothes felt. And I said, you know what it mm. is, it's time to make a change. I'm going to get back in shape. And, and, and I was never, I say too far out of shape. I didn't think I was, you weren't, you were, however, <laughs> now that I look where I'm at now, four months later, I was way out of shape compared to what I, you know, what oh, I've wow. been able to do. Yeah. And so we've, you know, i I, I, we were both working out of fitness studios, you know, so having to leave the house and go to these things and it's good networking opportunities there too. But I, once we got quarantined, oh, I said, we're not going to stop this. So I, I transformed our movie room in the basement to a gym. <laughs> so I transformed nice, that. Jared. And we've made sure that our fitness has continued and we've been getting, you know, at least two workouts a day, you know, depending on our schedule you know, on how our schedule looks, mainly with my work schedule. Um, and we're getting the kids involved, two right? Two a we're day getting or them three a day? Two to three. So it, it, it depends on the okay. day. So usually it's a, some sort of a high-intensity interval training workout in the morning. Like right before this call, I just finished one up. I burned about 450 calories in 40 minutes. OMG. Uh-huh. And then later, <laughs> I think I'm, I'm on, I don't know, probably about 4 o'clock or so, I'll, I'll run a couple of miles. Um, and then if I have the energy, I'll do some sort of like a core workout later tonight. So that's so dope. That, that's so dope to me. That's what, but up. it, but it, my kids are starting to catch on and they're wanting to exercise with nice. us. So we bring on these, these, um, uh, kids exercise videos that they do that are more fun and, and we're outside, you know, obviously can't play with friends, but they're riding bikes and rollerblading and, and try and just keep them active. Right. Cause you're sitting in the house, everyone goes stir crazy and yeah, that's good. And just, you know, trying to spend, I mean, we're, we're spending a ton of time together. We can't, we can't get away from each other, but trying to, uh, I, I can tell you it's, it's helped my patience. Um, Sometimes you won't think that just because of depending on how crazy the kids are driving <laughs> us. But I can tell you, we're both have gotten more patient. So when, if they ever do go back to school, it's obviously not this year, but next yeah, year we'll, year. we'll uh, we should be more patient parents by the time they're back in school. Wow. Look at that. Look at how you guys gain that new skill out of this. I'm telling that you. That is amazing now i want to ask you i have just a few more questions i won't keep you too much longer i want to i want to ask you though what type of advice would you give because i know you guys had advocate mm -hmm. for a minute what was the what was what is the advice you would give an entrepreneur who's thinking about starting a new venture thinking about starting that thing and what what kind of advice would you give them so the advice that i God, I don't know how far back this was, but I've, I've always stuck with this advice. And you may have heard the saying, burn the boats. Mm. And, you know, what that is, you take it back to like the, the war days where these ships or burn the ships, burn the boats, however you want to look at it. But what's the easiest way to not retreat 
is to burn the boats. So when these when these soldiers were getting off the ships onto the beaches, and you know they go into battle, there's there's no turning back. So if the if the ships are out there back out in the water, they have more motivation to say this is too hard i'm not fighting i'm going to turn around and get back on the boats and, and take off wow but if you, i love that but if you burn the boats there's no yeah. going back yeah you gotta yeah you yeah. gotta be all in and fight to the death and that's kind of how you got to look at it as far as your business or whatever uh opportunity you start for example my book i when i started writing it I believe it was in uh, July of 2018. And I said, okay, I'm going to write this book. And I just opened up a Word document and started jotting down ideas. And I said, mm-hmm. I'm going to write it. In, you know, I'm going to have, I'm going to write it in six months. <clears throat> and I said, that's a, that's pushing it. I'm going to make it happen. But at that point I said, and my wife knows this, once I commit to something, like there's no going back. I, I don't. That's I don't, that Marine. You're right. Well, and, and so I, I ended up writing. Once I started writing my book, I wrote every single day, uh, two hours before the kids woke up in the morning and two hours after they went to bed. Wow. My day. goodness, Jared. And, you're serious. And so there was a lot of things that suffered during that time, right? My physical fitness, um, you know, other things that I sh- might have been focusing on. Yeah, but yeah, those sacrifices. Right, but you, yeah. you you put you put things on the back burner so you can focus on certain things. And I ended up writing. That's right, I wrote the whole thing in eight weeks. I love that. Um, eight weeks. Eight weeks. Yeah, and I, you look at Are it. Are you kidding it was me? It a, a lot of you know. But I had all these stories in my head, and I knew what I wanted to write. And but you know, yeah. the editing and publishing process. It was about six months total from from start to finish. Um, but then you look at what I'm doing now with my physical fitness, right? In December, I I committed. I said I'm going to get back in shape, and it's it's actually um, not only intense to the point where I haven't lost focus in four months, but I've it's actually became an obsession, right? A good obsession mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I've got a goal that I want to hit of a body fat percentage, of a conditioning, of how I want to look, how my clothes fit, all this, and. I am not stopping until and actually I won't stop. But once I, once I hit those milestones, that's when I move to the next. Right. So the same thing kind of goes with you, you, being an entrepreneur and having a business mm-hmm. is there's never no yeah. end point, right? You never reach there is. the finish line. You, you just, You're right. you, you hit these milestones and then you, you always have to be thinking what's next, but you, you, and you have to do it strategically, right? You're always, looking in the future, even though you haven't hit a milestone, you still need to be looking past that to to think what's next, but at the same time, not losing focus on what you're trying to hit in the present. That's really good. That is so good. Now, now, Jared, what keeps you motivated though? What, what's your motivating, what's your motivation? What's your motivating factor? What keeps you motivated? How do you stay motivated? I always bring it back to my kids. Um, before I got out of before I got out of the military, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. And then when I met my wife and and she got pregnant, that was when I had that moment of I better get my life together. Cause, oh yeah, it's getting real. Well, because my growing up, my my parents never had any money. Um, we were, I I grew up, you know, 
hand me down everything and um, not being able to do the things I want to do. And again, don't get me wrong. My, my parents loved us. They worked really hard, you know, but mm-hmm. we struggled growing up. Right. And right. I didn't know anything other than how to spend money. I didn't know. I, you know, I, I knew that when I got paid, my money was gone all the time and I never made a lot, you know, but I, there was a point to where I was in college. I was out of the military. My wife was pregnant. And I said, Jared, you better get your stuff together because okay. uh, y- your kids need to have a good life and you need to, you know, you need to provide a, you know, create a legacy for them. And I don't know yeah. what it was, but it was something that clicked into me. And from that point on, I was focused and every single child that was born. So all three of them, I got a little more motivated and focused. Come on. Yeah. And to the point to where you get to that point to where you, you're unstoppable. Like you're nothing getting in my way. And so, I love that. you know, when I, when I get to the point of ever like feeling sorry for myself or mm-hmm. you, you mm-hmm. get, you get down or, or, you know, you start talking negative. I always think of my, my kids and, and my wife and what I'm trying to provide for them and, and the sacrifice, you know, I'm making for them. That's good. Um, mm-hmm. Because what, what else is there? I mean, I, I look, if I was single and I didn't have any kids, I mean, what, I mean, what would I be doing right now? I mean, everything I have is because of them and the, the hard work that I've put on, put in because of them. So that's, that's really what, what drives what a me. Blessing. Yeah. Yes. I love that, Jared. Well, if, was there anything else that you will, if there was one last thing that you could say to people, I am going to cut you loose in just a few <laughs> minutes, but I want to get just a little bit more out of you. This is so good. If there was one thing that you could leave for our audience all across the world, because I'm speaking it out there, mm-hmm. it's going across the world. What would you say to these people? You know, take with everything that's going on today with the coronavirus and, and, everything that's happening as far as in the economy, whether, you know, it's a, it's a job loss or you being quarantined or, you know, not being able to see somebody or not doing the things you had planned, you know, take it as a blessing, right? That yeah. mm-hmm. we're all still here. We're all still breathing. Um, yep. And instead of looking at things as far as, you know, a worst case scenario and, uh, you know, always taking things, um, being a pessimist about things just you know take it one day at a time and say you know what god put us here for a reason and this is happening for a reason and we Mm -hmm. don't know why it's happening but you know it could be because my wife and i our patients were cut thin and (laughs) and god said you know what Uh, you've been praying to have better patients so I'm going to lock mm, here you, you in go. your house with your kids yep, for yep. four months <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to learn how to be a patient dad. Ooh, and, come on, guys. You know, yes. so I, I, I always, you know, I'm always, I've always been the, the optimist. I, I try not to panic about things, right? Because things are going to happen. Bad yep. things are going to, no matter who you are, no matter That's what you right. have in life, no matter who you have, no matter how much money you have or how little you have bad things are going to happen and it's but it's how you react to these things and that's good. and taking this time in your home to learn something new so in my case i wouldn't say i'm necessarily learning something new but i'm focusing on 
myself as far as my, my physical health, because I've been so focused on my career over the last so many mm-hmm. years. And don't get me wrong, I still am. Yeah, but I, yeah. I let myself slip. And that's where my internal focus is going now. Um, so taking this time to just relax and know that everything's going to come out okay, and we're all going to recover, and that um, you should maximize this time to, to learn something new, and, and whether it be for yourself or serving others. That's good. I, I, I appreciate it. I just want to publicly say I am so proud of you. I am so honored to be a friend and to call you a friend. I love, love, love what you're doing with this workout thing. I'm going to say this. You guys are working out. So maybe maybe I'll join you on one of your days if you go yeah. live and work out. Because I've been wanting to work out. So I'm going to put yeah. that challenge out there. All right. <laughs> I'm going to put that call to action. So hold me accountable. I would love to join you all. And again, I'm so thankful that you came on to the show today. I look forward to celebrating your success. And again, your book, The Heart of a Marine. Again, you can find that on any platform. I appreciate you so much. And again, I'm so proud of you. And I appreciate you for coming on today. Thanks so much, Keisha. I appreciate you. And I'm I'm proud of you as well. And it's great uh, to know you. And and not only as a, um, a networking partner, but as a great friend as well. Thank you, Jared. Send my love to the family. And we will be in touch. Be blessed. Sounds good. Bye. Thank Thank you so much for listening in. I would love for you to leave a message here on my podcast. I would love for you to subscribe. I would love for you to share. And I would love for you to come back and keep listening. It has been such a pleasure. And it's an amazing journey to be able to bring to you networking tips and how you can be successful at it. And it's not rocket science. I'm telling you, if you eliminate the word hard out of your communication when it comes to networking and change that word and say that you are going to be intentional about putting in the work, I promise it gets easier. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have an amazing and amazing day. Be blessed. Mm-hmm.